This episode of Disney Countdown is brought to you by Countdown Network. From Christmas to theater to Disney, parenting, and beyond, Countdown Network is your home for the top-ranked countdown podcasts in the world. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls and dreamers of all ages, welcome to the Disney Countdown Show. Remain seated, please. Permanecer sentados, por favor. Welcome to episode three, season two of the Disney Countdown Show. Whoop, whoop. Welcome, dreamers, Disney fans, our lovely Patreons and subscribers alike. We are so excited for this episode. We have a very fun countdown going on later on that we are excited to talk about. But first, let's introduce ourselves, shall we? <laughs> Excuse Absolutely. me while I'm just talking away. Yes, no. I am you Megan. You know what, Megan? That was a beautiful <laughs> intro. It was like we were walking into the kingdom as soon as you were entering. I thought you were getting ready to go into the spiel of welcome to Disneyland or whatever. I was, oh, I was, I was, I was channeling my inner. I was channeling my inner Disneyland announcer. Yes. Oh, yes, you definitely sure. were. You definitely were. But yes, who are we, Danielle? We are Disney Countdown Show on Instagram, TikTok, wherever you're listening from right now. Uh, also, we are uh, Pod Disney on. Well, is it Twitter or is it X now? I th- oh, it, right. It, it, whatever it symbol, whatever the the birds used to be, <laughs> they that it is Pod Disney over there. Everywhere else, though, we are Disney Countdown Show. And um, uh, for me myself, I am the Dapper Danielle, representing the Walt Disney World side of the United States of America over here. And that's the Dapper Danielle, also on Instagram, TikTok. Sometimes on YouTube, whenever I feel like posting. And I'm also here with the lovely and fabulous Miss Megan, the Magical Millennial. My handles, of course, are the Magical Millennial underscore on Instagram, TikTok, YouTube, and Facebook as well, if you want to follow me there. But yeah, I don't post as much on there. So TikTok and Instagram is where you can find me the most. And of course, as always, be sure to follow us on the socials, the Disney Countdowns show on Instagram, TikTok, and Threads. And yeah, let's let's get into it, shall we? I do want to also um, I want to remind our listeners that we do read our reviews on the show. So we have reviews and it's a cool way for listeners to get a shout out on the show. And it helps more people discover the magic that we are creating with the Disney Countdown show. So we read them. I promise we're on there. We're reading them and we really appreciate any reviews that that you leave. And speaking of which, we actually, we do have a review that we have on uh, our Apple podcasts. I know, we got a review. It's time to read oh, some that. reviews. Write one and we'll read yours too. <laughs> yeah, it's so exciting. So um, I think the name is Silly20. And I love that they just put high in the subject line. That's like, that's my favorite thing. They gave us five stars and they said, I just found y'all last night. So this is my first time listening to you girls and love it. Oh, I love you. <laughs> how it was it's an organic just person just happening to be like just going through and found us purely by accident. So this is somebody that is not part of our our TikTok or social media fam. This is somebody that's purely following us from the podcast fam. We have a podcast family now, which is amazing. Yeah. That's new and we love it. Yes. yes. So exciting. Now, some of our OG family has also reached out to us. I mean, so me and Megan, we do get messages on our other social medias as well. Um, we try to answer them as best we can. Uh, usually they're through our Instagrams, not through TikTok. Me and Megan don't respond to any of our uh, message requests on TikTok. But on Instagram, we try to. Um, if we yes. can catch them, we do. And you know what? Uh, I don't know if you saw 
uh, Megan, but in my stories the other day, uh, Miss uh, Devin, definitely dot yes, reposted the picture of her daughter saying that she agreed with uh, the number four option from the uh, episode last week. Yay! And it was just such a sweet moment that to see like our list options are really resonating with people and they're, it's it's part of their everyday life also, which is amazing. Yes. Absolutely. Yes. And I, I had a similar message as well, Who someone who agreed with my number one spot from, from last week, which was, of course, Little Wonders by Rob Thomas. And that is yes. from Meet the Robinsons. And they were just saying how Meet the Robinsons is one of one of the most underrated Disney movies. And I fully wholeheartedly agree. And uh, yeah, so I thought that was really cool. I honestly, I, I really don't know anyone that has that as their favorite song or even really knows that that song's from that movie. So that was really cool to to see someone who also agrees with that. Yes. And well, my brother sent me his list. And of course, he's not like as big of a Disney person as I am. Of course, he grew up in Disney culture. Um, but he sent me his top 10 list. And mm-hmm. Little Wonders was also a part of his list. And I was like, Clarence, I'm so proud of you. <laughs> <laughs> that's really cool. So you're you're not the only one, Megan. I love that people are really resonating with it, and that's that's so awesome. That's why we do this uh, to connect with y'all on a whole nother level. That's fantastic. Mm-hmm. Wherever you're listening from, whether you're uh, in the middle of in middle of traffic, maybe, and you're listening to us, or maybe you're out walking the dog, or whatever you're doing, maybe you're cleaning house, you're being productive. I'm so proud of you. Don't forget to get that one spot in the corner as you're vacuuming. You got this. That's right. And then, Danielle, I also want to tell you, because I feel like this would resonate with you, I did receive a DM about our podcast through Instagram, and it's Christopher who says, I really enjoyed listening to you guys. I thought I knew a lot and learned so much more from you guys. Now I'm the travel agent and tour guide when we go with new people or a group. So I was like, oh, that's really cool. And I know that Danielle has all the knowledge and facts about the Disney parks. I know Walt Disney World, but the Disney parks in general. So I was like, oh, I thought she'd really like to hear that see it's just those little tidbits those random pieces of information that i'm trying to give y'all just so that way you can flex in front of your own family members that's really what i'm trying to that's do right. <laughs> <laughs> like i'm the disney captain now Exactly. Exactly. Yes. And now there was one more thing. So last episode, we also mentioned how we have our family is growing. Our podcast family is growing across the world. And one more mention, one more little shout out. Uh, Chris V uh, sent me a message and he said, hello to you listening to your podcast. And you can add Northern Ireland to the list as well. Northern Ireland, my fellow yes. Irishman. <laughs> yes, I, I see. Again, the, the family over on that side of the pond is growing as well. I love this so much. That's so cool. Oh, that's awesome. But yeah. Love all our international listeners, too. That's exactly. great. Exactly. Yay. Well, Danielle, we obviously want to talk about any recent trips that we had to the parks. But I also noticed that on one of your recent stories, did you... Did you injure yourself or did you hurt yourself at Magic Kingdom recently? Yes and no. So the struggle is, the struggle is, okay. So something to know about the Danielle is that um, I have ridiculously high, high arches. Okay, this is going to get really personal here, y'all. We're going we're gonna to talk about this. Um, I have very high arches. So that means for most of my adult life, I have been very, very prone to plantar fasciitis. So that little muscle in the bottom of your foot. And if it just stretches out, oh, it's so painful. It's so painful. Um, But my family's in town. So we rope drop Magic Kingdom the other day. And we were boots on the ground, 
on Main Street at like 8.30 in the morning. And we're running around getting stuff done. And then probably, well, actually, let me set this up. So Tron currently, as of right now, is still in a virtual queue, right? So you have to be up at 7 a.m., press the little button to see if you even get a, a virtual queue party right? The anxiety. Yeah. Uh, very much anxiety. So I was not playing travel guide for this day. My mother was, which means all the notifications were going to her phone. Right. Okay. Okay. So of course it gives you a suggested time of like, you're going to be returning back over to Tron around like 1105 possibly, but definitely double check your app to see what notifications you get in case it becomes earlier. Mm -hmm. It became yeah. earlier. Of course it did. It did. And so we're all the way over in uh, Haunted Mansion and uh, mom gets a, a, a notification on her phone. She ignores it because she can't read it because she doesn't have her glasses on. Oh, no. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. So the notification comes on and she ignores it. We go on. To, we wait in line for Haunted Mansion. We get off the ride. And I'm like, Mom, let me see your phone. I open it up and it says, oh, 1020 she's like oh we just got called i'm like no no mom we were called at 920 and we have an hour to be back with we have to be back there by 1024 tron it oh was 1015 and we were all the way over on the opposite side yes. of the park yeah. and had to yeah. book it over to tomorrowland and oh my gosh I, so in that process though there's a uh, some cobblestone over there in the back of fantasy land and not not running of course because you don't run in the park that's a no-no you just like mickey mouse trotting is what we call it. it's like you're speed walking yes. almost yeah. so yeah. speed walking through i hit a piece of cobblestone and it <laughs> that muscle in the bottom of my foot it like i start feeling the tearing sensation i'm like absolutely not so I had to go get my foot wrapped over at the Magic Kingdom first aid, which they are fantastic. And they are also a, a good amount of them follow me also on the social medias. And I'm sure they follow you too, Megan. <laughs> um, and so I came in and they're like, Danielle, what happened? And what's funny is, is that Megan, I, I'm sure this happens for you, is that a lot of my con content that I make is completely spur of the moment. So I ended up making a whole reel about it. And that's why you saw it was because I did genuinely hurt myself. And I, I was going to first aid because I needed help. I needed somebody to wrap my foot. So I had pressure on it so I could continue the day because it was only first thing in the morning we stayed until close and oh wow yeah, yeah. you needed medical assistance yes. medical assistance and a lot of uh, ibuprofen that's what we needed and uh so we went in there they took great care of me and my content i filmed it it was totally natural and what is crazy is those videos do amazingly well it's the yeah. stuff that you don't put effort into that it's completely Absolutely. by accident that it does so well. And the same thing happens for you too, right, Megan? Oh, spur of the moment videos always do extremely well. It's crazy. The, the, the ones that I put hours into or so much effort into, they, yeah, sometimes they do okay, but most of the time they they pretty much, they flop a little bit. So, right. but you got to take it with a grain of salt. It really keep, I, I just say, keep putting effort into it. It's going to be fine. But yeah, it's the ones that you just have this idea and then you you film it and it's all natural. It's just you being authentically yourself. And the people see that and they love it. Yeah. So that's those are the ones that just pop off every time. Yeah. Which is crazy. So you, you being super injured also. 
That's I mean, a lot with your authenticity. I and I want to make sure people know it wasn't clickbait, y'all. I genuinely did hurt myself. And as as we're filming this right now, I have to have my uh like compression sleeve on my foot right now so that way it's not in pain so I have to wear this for the next couple days until I am uh better and I can wear it without it but no that it is it is very genuine when we make our content and it does happen naturally it is spur of the moment of when we come across something and we're like hey I'm for me personally I'll just walk by something and I'll be like I know something about that let me just film it real quick. And that's how I do most of my content. But that means it's a lot of me wandering around like each of the parks and just looking at stuff, the most obscure things like the decor and whatnot to really spur, hey, I know a random history fact about that. Uh, because I can't just pull it out off the top of my head. I have to be able to see it. And then it like triggers it of like, oh, I do know something about that. Right, right. Yeah. And mm. And I love that. I love that process. And I, first of all, I want to say that I'm so sorry that happened to you because I have plantar fasciitis. I also have high arches. Like when I walk, I can see when on my little gate test, the bottom of my foot doesn't even touch the bottom of, of the floor. Yes. Like it just goes like this. It's all curved. And then you so, have to have, you have to have insoles or additional insoles in all of your shoes yes. or else you will, you're, yeah. you're done. <laughs> no, you have to have the extra support. Right. I, I had to do that for tennis. Actually, I was always had to have the specially made insoles for my my shoes yeah so mm -hmm. that's brutal i'm so sorry and i hope that you're you recover quickly and everything <laughs> feels better soon because well, thank you, you know, your feet are everything especially at the parks i appreciate it. well do, have you had any fantastic recent visits to the parks at all or I, like something not as horrible as me just like tearing out the bottom <laughs> of my foot <laughs> I honestly, I, you know, every every visit is special in itself. I will say the last time that I was there, and it's kind of on a the same note as you on your recent visit, I was in Disneyland. I had rope dropped. I was proud of myself for rope dropping because I, it's it's tough to get there that early in the morning. And you know, I'm I'm trying to be more of a, yes. an early early morning person. I really want to be like wake up at five thirty and have a day before your day, that kind of thing. So I'm trying, but it's still tough. You know, it's still like okay. I, I'm really trying to, tr to transition. And so I was, I, I did, I did my video that I wanted to early in the morning. I was trying to be first pickle of the day, which is a thing over here. I don't know if that's a thing in Magic Kingdom, but we no, have a, a first pickle the of the day. Aren't yeah. a thing here in Disney World. Like that's okay, purely I, a I, Disneyland thing. Gotcha. Okay. Genuinely did not know. <laughs> but yes, the Disneyland pickles, if you are the first person to purchase a pickle at the, the fruit stand next to Market House on Main Street, you get a button that says first pickle of the day. So yeah, fun fact. Most um, and obscure Disney like souvenir item to get. I think that's one of them. That's one of them. Yes. Right. Right. Uh, one day, one day it will happen. You have to get there. Literally, you probably have to get there at like six thirty or seven whenever you can, because I'm pretty sure every like a lot of people know that over here now. The pickle fans. Right. Because that's something that went viral here recently on social media. Right. Yes. Someone did. Someone did post, but I think it was actually Christina who posted about it. And her video obviously did super well. And so now people do know about it. So I got there at like like 7.35. I thought that was pretty early, but not early enough. Someone <laughs> like the bin was like full of pickles and there was one little spot that was missing. And I was just like, oh, someone probably got Somebody it already. Got okay. <laughs> Darn it. So I, I tried. I tried. But I filmed my video and that was, you know, I just told people to get here super early if you want to do that. You also have to get there early if you want to be the first person on Storybook canal boats and also Winnie the Pooh you do get buttons or you get to no you get to sign the book excuse me mm. you still sign the book 
and um, to be the first person. Of the, there are certain rides where you like they have a book you can sign, so that's kind of cool that you were the first rider of the day. See, because you guys um, don't have yeah, so. uh, extra magic hours for your Disney resorts, correct? So like uh, we we do, but it's half an hour. It's seven thirty to eight. In, oh, okay, so that is, is first thing in the morning though. Magic half hour. Okay, yeah. see, that's what Disney World's doing also for their deluxe resort locations. Uh, and I was, like, confused of, like, okay, yeah. so then if you're not part of that group on those days, then you're also, you've opted yourself out also for the early access because you're yes. not officially the first one to get in through the park. Yeah. All these things yeah. to factor in just to be able to get a button about so a pickle. <laughs> I know. Right. And just, just to get a pickle. And I was, that was the one thing I was, I really had hoped to do. I wasn't going to be super, I wasn't bummed at all to miss it. I just wanted to know what the process was like. Um, so I was, I got there, you know, obviously very early and I had gotten, I went on jungle cruise as my first ride. Cause I was like, I can't, I just can't brave the indie line or the, the space line. Definitely not rise of the resistance. Like, I'm sorry. I just, I couldn't do it. I was kind of just waiting at like, trying to figure out other rides to do and what would be good in the morning. So I did Jungle Cruise, super fun, very cute. We had a really good skipper. And then I went and got my food over at Gal- um, Galactic Grill, which mm-hmm. they have a new breakfast sandwich. It's fire. It's very good. And then after that, I was like, what do wait, what, what do I do? <laughs> like, <laughs> single single rider lines. I could, I could do Matterhorn. I could do um, like Splash. Obviously, it's closed. But I could have done Space, I guess. I was just like... I, I don't have any super good ideas for right now. I have ideas for later because my coffee was going to be available at Docking Bay 7 at 1030. So that was like mm. an hour and a half from the time that I was like. You had to put a mobile order that early for your coffee? So uh, unfortunately, Docking Bay 7 doesn't open till 1030. So you coffee. can't even get. I'm not a the coffee, coffee drinker, so I'm not then. sure. Okay. Oh, yeah. So that, that's right. That's right. So, yeah, it's and that's what's different about Hollywood Studios versus us because I, I remember I, I got the black half cold brew at like 9 a.m over there when we came um a couple months ago okay so i'm not going crazy so, we do open up earlier yeah. than y'all's you do you do you open okay. up at, for breakfast when you should so thank you for that <laughs> docking bay seven over here is a lunchtime spot and so yeah i had like an hour and a half to kill before i got my coffee so i was like sitting there i was at harbor galley i don't oh i, I got the haunted mansion churro that's right excuse me i got the new haunted mansion churro did a little review on that and I was just sitting there. I literally put my head in my hands and I was just like closing my eyes because I'm like, I was so tired. I'm like, what? Do, I have to wait mm. another hour. What am I going to film? What am I going to do? So I just, I just sat there and, and literally just put the camera on my face. And I was like, guys, I am exhausted. I like got here, rope drop. I'm trying to make content and I'm just so tired. So I like vlogged the whole thing before. And then the after I got my coffee, which was a totally different Megan. It was like the before, the before coffee Megan and after coffee Megan are very different people, Night and I, you were able to see that in the video. Yes, so that was that was my idea for the day. Yes, it's because it was just like that's what was happening. I was just very tired, see, trying to figure out how to keep, but stay awake. Again, it's that no, it's that organic content that is very spur right. of the moment, and mm-hmm. like out of your two videos, I guess that you filmed, did the pickle one do better? Or are you saying, oh my gosh, guys, I'm exhausted. I actually don't know. I think the pickle one might have done a little better, but... But um, still, if you even got decent numbers on you just being, like, talking to the phone organically, that's still something, yeah. you know? It's right, right. Yeah, exactly. So it, it, it did, you know, did okay and everything. But, yeah, definitely, like, the spontaneous ones. They also... It doesn't put as much pressure on you. Do you know what I mean? Like, it's... You kind of feel like you can just post it and be like, you know, what? I did this. It's not... Like I work super hard for it, so I'm going to be putting any pressure to get high numbers. But 
it's still great and it's it's authentically you so that's what makes it that's what makes it great and a lot i don't know a lot of people i know they probably ask you too megan about like hey becoming like a disney social media person or like an influencer or whatever and honestly I think the number one tip we can give to people, if you're making Disney related content or even just any generic content in general, I would say my piece of advice for you as a creator would be to be authentically yourself and it does show through in your videos and what you are doing and what you are creating because our audience, our audience isn't dumb. They 100% know what's going on. They read every little nuance and everything like that. Um, and they, they're they just reading into all that information. So I do think that is probably my advice I would give to people. Yeah, just being genuine and showing yourself, showing your energy and the, and the things that you have a passion for, the things that you love. That's most important because it it's you can't really fake it. You know what I mean? Right. People see through the... Uh, the fakeness i guess you could say on social media so just being yourself is what what really what really counts it really matters Mm -hmm. that's probably that's my number one tip too actually people ever ask me i'm like just be authentically you be yourself that's literally the first thing i say right exactly yeah exactly yes i think for our our future content creators out there absolutely (laughs) look at us just being all that kind of supportive and whatnot now uh, megan i think what we need to do is we need to go ahead and jump into some Disney news. How does that sound? Let's go. We interrupt our program to bring you this Disney news. Our top stories for this uh, lovely day that you are listening to is that as of right now, uh, Trails and Restaurant, since we're going to be talking about Walt Disney World in this episode, uh, Trails and Restaurant and Crockett's Cav- uh, Tavern over at Fort Wilderness Campground is going to be reopening supposedly uh, July 27th. So that by the time that this uh, episode has aired, it should already be open. Megan, have you ever been to Fort Wilderness Campground? I have. I think I went here. Trails End sounds vaguely familiar. I think I, I don't know if I ate there before. It used to be a buffet. It used to be a buffet. Do they now serve it family style? They use post-COVID and actually right, was it post-COVID? Yeah, post-COVID, they did serve it family style. Yes. Okay, so I, I have been there. I have been there. I went there for the Walt Disney World Marathon weekend, January last year. Yes. And now, so the entire thing is completely changing now, again. So oh, okay. instead of a buffet, which the buffet was was good. I think a lot of people since, well, let me back this up a little bit. For a little bit more context, Four Wilderness Campground is one of the opening year locations so there was of course polynesian there was contemporary resort and then there was the four wilderness campground that opened up in 1971 and so a lot of other things are very og at this location and one of these og things has been around for a very long time is trails end restaurant and so a lot of people weren't happy when the buffet went away but we're kind of understanding because Disney was kind of getting away from that whole buffet culture. There was a dip in uh, people going and visiting the restaurant. It was kind of lo- losing its luster, if that makes sense. And uh, the people that go to Fort Wilderness Campground, a lot of them stay for multiple weeks on end, right? Uh, so like the the uh, holiday people check in and they're there at the campsites for like two to three weeks at a time. So 
they're not going to go do a sit down meal or a sit down buffet, maybe multiple times in a week. Right. 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 So now the concept is completely changing to like a walk up counter service. So it is considered a quick service. Now it is not considered a full sit down location with like waiters and everything, but you walk up to these little stations and that's where you go ahead and order different types of meals. So they'll ha- they'll still have their pizza ovens over there. They're going to still have like a uh, barbecue section and whatnot. The full menu is starting to pull up on like the websites and everything. A couple of our uh, other social media friends have gotten media access to be able to go and see what a lot of the food offerings are going to be, but it's going to be individual stations. So actually more people that are staying at the campgrounds, they're going to go multiple times in a week and try different things at each of these stations instead of just a one-time sit down buffet or whatnot. So I do think this is really a very, very smart option. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, a good change. Yeah. And yeah, exactly. And I know a lot of people are upset that the buffet is going away, but honestly, I, I thought it was losing its luster, especially after post COVID post panini and whatnot. So I do think this was a very, very smart choice to move forward with. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. It sounds kind of like a, an expanded more um, like barbecue woodsy plaza in for us or like, yeah over there like you you walk up and then you like pick your station or pick what you want to eat it's a bit a different like type of food if that makes sense different type of entree yeah i don't I, know i could be wrong no that would probably be a, a pretty good comparison for like something for our disneyland people to kind of get a grasp on i that would probably be one of the closest options yes nice very cool i hope to visit soon because i last time i went it was the family style i really enjoyed it the food was great oh yes well but... for wilderness in general is going through a lot of changes right now the yeah. cabins are going through a complete refresh so actually the old cabins are being removed they're actually trailers that are designed to look like cabins and they will be bringing in a brand new trailer for the cabin offerings which i'll be interested to see once they start officially arriving on property i know they've started removing them and some of them have already gone for sale through Disney's little auction sites and whatnot and what. So it's very interesting. Very, very interesting. Uh, so we'll, uh, we'll wait until the dust settles. And as Fort Wilderness goes through this brand new period of reopening and newness. Yes. That's super exciting. Mm-hmm. Very cool. I've never stayed there, but I hope to one day. Yes. It looks really fun. Oh yeah. Definitely. All right. Nice. Well, the next topic we have or the next news item we have is that uh disney's live action the little mermaid is out now on digital platforms i feel like it like just came out in theaters time is moving so quickly it didn't just come out in theaters it was months ago but (laughs) i feel like it did Um, yeah i still feel like i'm in i'm still like in spring right now i can't believe that uh halloween's literally gonna start for us here in a couple weeks at disney world and disneyland so it is yes because you guys start earlier than we do in august oh my gosh wow we have like less than three okay. weeks for us. <laughs> Woo! That's it's super exciting. Halloween. I love when the holidays start, but that is crazy that it's already coming up in just a few weeks. Wow. Yes. But yes, if you want to watch The Little Mermaid, which I thoroughly enjoyed, I loved it. I thought it was wonderful. They did a great job. Hallie is amazing. I I, just, I loved it. I, I legit cried at the end just because it was so beautiful. Oh. And um, but yeah, now you can watch it anywhere your heart desires. So that's yes. exciting. I love that. One of the biggest movies of the year. Yes. Oh, it looks like one of the new ponies. So speaking of Fort Wilderness, (gasps) um, so we have a couple of different. uh, So 
for Wilderness Campground is also where uh, the ponies stay at because, of course, Disney uses multiple horses for multiple different things. Everything from the little white ponies that pull Cinderella's carriage for uh, for Disney Royal Weddings and the horse that Merida rides and Gaston rides, uh, the horses that pull the trolley up and down Main Street, USA, they all live at uh, Tri-Circle D Ranch, which is right over there. And one of the new ponies that pulls Cinderella's carriage was born, um, and her new name is Pixie. That's so cute. And what a fitting name Oh my gosh, that is adorable. It's so cute. You guys need to look yeah. this up. Look up Pixie, um, Pixie the Disney pony, or just look up Cinderella uh, ponies and whatnot. And she is so small. I mean, these horses are pretty small already. They're 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 tiny. They're little ponies. Yeah, they're not. So this one is even smaller, and she is so cute. She's a little a little pony. She's so cute. Oh, that's so awesome. Oh, and then her mom is Lady, so it's Pixie and Lady mother and daughter that's so cute oh my gosh um and then i do have one more thing to add i know sorry we talked about uh, walt disney world just a little bit but i have one thing to add from over in land oh tell us it's not it's it's food news as my that's usually my content is all that's on brand for you that's good (laughs) right exactly so we have a little bit of food but also drink news over in dca here at the disneyland resort there is a new cerveceria over in the what soon as to be the san francisco area used to be pacific wharf and is now being part of san francisco opening at the end of august super excited they are serving the carl strauss beer that we know and love it used to be over at pacific wharf distribution co which was a little cart a little wagon right next to a casino cucamonga and is now officially a permanent part of the building right next to it so i'm super excited to see it it looks amazing Amazing. It's called the Cerveceria, and I just can't wait to get my hands on a Carl Strauss beer from that spot. See, I love how that was already like, I feel like was like the food center in Disney California Adventure. Mm-hmm. So now yes. it's yeah. just getting a revamp and it's getting more food options. And so far, I, I've, I've also seen the reviews. You've done reviews. Our friend Eric has done reviews. And uh, they're, everybody's kind of loving the new menus so far. They've been doing that. Yes, they have done a great job so far with their their the ramen again and the udon. It's it's so good. Lucky Fortune yeah. is wonderful. So they've revamped and yeah. So now Kusin Kukamanga is going to get a revamp as well. I'm just excited for the new theming. I cannot wait to see everything oh, be yeah. done in full San Francisco Big Hero Six form. It's going to look so good. I know a lot of people were hesitant about this uh, changeover in theming, but now that I think people are seeing it like come to life and slowly changing, people are actually getting kind of excited about it. So, <laughs> mm-hmm. yes. So yeah. Exciting. Oh, I can't wait. Especially after that video um, Disney Parks posted with Baymax. <laughs> yes. Yes. Because you guys haven't had Baymax before, correct? See, not, not once. We had Baymax and Hero for a short time uh, over in Epcot before any construction started or anything like that. He was a temporary mm-hmm. meet and greet. He was fantastic. So I'm so happy that you guys will be getting his meet and greet as well. Yes. Oh, I can't wait. He's my favorite. Yeah. Well, now, Chris, do you have a game for us to play now that we've wrapped up some of the news? Not that there was a lot of exciting things happening across the uh, Disney world, uh, but what what game do you have for us today? 
I feel like I need to have like a like a trumpet sound when I come Ooh. in. Maybe I'll figure that. Out. Let's try it again. Introduce me again, and I'll have a trumpet sound the next time. All right. Well, here, here. Um. Well, Chris, what game do we have for today? We have a game. Oh, nice. I'm so nice. happy to be back with you both. And we have another game. This is actually a game we've never played on any of the Countdown podcasts. This game is called mm. One Star Reviews. All right. So the way this game works is we'll go one at a time for this one. I will read one of you a one star review that I found on the Internet for an attraction at Walt Disney World. Your job will be to try to guess what it is. If you can't guess it from the first review, I will read a second review and the other host will have an opportunity to steal that point. If that post doesn't get it, then I will go back again and read another review. I have four reviews for each of these. If there's some that are particularly funny, I might read them anyway. Uh, I'm also not going to proofread or correct any of the uh, grammar mistakes, because if you're going to be salty online, then you should make sure that you're writing properly. Be read as such, yes. <laughs> I am so intrigued by this. Chris, we, we must continue. Let us continue, yes. <laughs> I can't wait. We'll go with Megan first. So I'm going to read you a one-star review. For an attraction at Walt Disney okay. World. Tear it up. Tear it up. Tear up Magic Kingdom, please. <laughs> hey, 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 hey now. Calm down. All right, here it goes. The reason I don't like this ride, because it's so boring. It's so slow and wasn't worth the wait when I was in line. Not I only like because I stopped walking and good for relaxing and the ride boring. Now I don't mind babies riding it because the real, <laughs> because that, that's right, because the real have no ride but that. If you hate rides like this, then pass or do it if you want or for some other reason. <laughs> if I if if it wow. is what I think it is. It sounds like Haunted Mansion. That's going to be No. And so now, Danielle, let me go ahead and read one more to you just because we can get some of these out into the world. Yes. While this ride may be interesting for people to revisit for the sake of nostalgia with two A's, or I guess three A's, N-A-S, nostalgia. It isn't great for newcomers. The ride hasn't been updated, and it's almost like your grandmother's attic exploded with a bunch of knickknacks everywhere. I mean, I assume it's People Mover. That's going to be no two. No? <gasps> can I get a third try? You can. I'm going to give you oh, one more okay, review. Okay. Not my favorite attraction at all. The song really gets old real fast. Everyone has their own tastes and is very popular. But let the family go on and go get a nice break in a shady spot. Now I'm not sure. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, my God. I mean, okay. I'm just going to guess. I'm just going to guess. Um, Carousel of Progress. No? I am shook at over so here. I am, Why are my, we so bad at this? No, no. It's because I think it's uh, the way that we view like old nostalgia. Like those, that's what our minds go to. So I'm like, okay. Oh, okay. So is it we have really... to get into the minds of someone who is like, like completely new, like doesn't so, know anything. Somebody that has no idea. So it's, it's old on purpose. This next review is pretty short. Boo closed. I hope they make it bigger and better with more dolls. Oh my God. <laughs> it's a small world. Got oh, it. oh my god i can't even i'm not even gonna okay absolutely not absolutely okay. not this next round getting into the minds of someone who never goes to disney right and so this is their is a hater from the start okay sort of keep in mind that also people that go out of their way to write negative reviews probably have stuff going on so like <laughs> it's probably gonna be some ridiculous thing okay. no yeah. not no excuse like that was that was oh no <laughs> absolutely not <laughs> I get, you know you're having a bad day i'm sorry but like, okay. 
Megan, you know there's somebody in their car right now that's yelling at us through their speaker because we're like, yes, it's Small World. You should have gotten that in the first place. How could you not know that after the first review? I'm sorry, okay? I had no idea. I, again, I think we just walked into this with the wrong mental mindset. So now now we know for the next <laughs> one. Um, and we'll try not to overthink it. <laughs> we're getting into that frame of mind now. I, I can feel it. Okay. Okay, we got this. Next one. Next one. Here we go. This is for uh, Danielle yeah, first, okay, right? Yeah. First, yeah. My boyfriend and I rode this ride and went home with headaches. I feel like my head is jumping around still. This used to be my favorite ride as a kid. I will not be riding it again. I know it. It has to be Star Tours. It's funny when you say it has to be Star Tours, but it's definitely not. <laughs> what? See, that's the only thing. Like, okay, so my only reasoning why is because that's the only ride that my family gets nauseous on is Star Tours because of that. Yes. Well, let me read one more. My daughter loved it so good. <laughs> I, maybe I should have switched the grammar because these are horrible. Oh, no. My daughter loved it so good thing my mom and dad were with us because I was worried about having seizures. It's never happened before, but you never know. Soon my daughter won't be able to go on some of her favorite rides either. She might one day be getting a pacemaker. Oh, dear God. <laughs> that is oh, very quickly oh, in wow. that review. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Um, okay. Wait. What do you think? Space Mountain. Yeah. What? What? No. Mostly because I agree with the first. That rattles my brain like no other ride. Matterhorn to me is less of a jerk, jerky ride. See, I don't, I don't ride Space Mountain to begin with, so I could not come up with that one off oh. the top of my head because I, just, I don't get nauseous at all because I just don't go on it. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. That's right. No roller coasters for the Dapper Danielle. That's that's well, right. some, but we'll talk about that later in the episode. Yes. Oh, oh, yes. Okay, okay. Yes, yes. All right. So next one. <laughs> Not my favorite way to be... <laughs> oh, God. Not my favorite way to be childish. And then 13 throw-up emojis. 13 throw-up emojis? Yeah. <sighs> 13 throw-up emojis. I don't think it's necessarily important to know how many emojis there are, no. but I felt it important to count it out because there were so many. But does it make you puke that much? Like, is it that intense that inquires 13 of them? Like it's not a throw-up ride. If that helps. No, it's I, I, yeah. That I think it throws you off. I think it's like I just like again. This I'm is gross. It. Gag. Like um. Okay. To be childish. To be childish. So it's a fantasy land. I feel like. Um, I'm drawing uh, blank. I'm just gonna guess. I'm uh, Peter Pan. No. <clears throat> Dang it. Do you got another one for this? What's the other review? I do have another one. See, I would have guessed Small World for this one, but okay. I think that the next one will probably give it away, especially oh. for someone on the East Coast who's probably been there a bunch. Again, you say that. Yeah, I guess so. But obviously we're wrong. <laughs> we were very disappointed. Bits and pieces of songs, not well choreographed, lackluster scenery at most. I was disgusted by the scene with the moose with his tongue stuck to the pole. What was it supposed to be funny? I was angry and disappointed. Oh. Shame on you. You know it, Danielle. I would never have guessed that from the first review because I don't know how they got that. It has to be Frozen Ever After over in Epcot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it's how also a get... reindeer, not a moose, okay? Rude. You don't even know your antlered animals? <laughs> get your animals um, right. But why would they... To be childish, that's not... That's literally not the worst ride, though. Yeah, well... But again, they're coming in here with fresh eyes. Fresh haters. (laughs) 
I've also noticed that with going through these reviews, a lot of them, not the ones I use necessarily, but a lot of them are written by people that are in their queue. So I think they're just upset anyway about the day and how long they're waiting in lines and everything. Yeah, so they're just kind of unloading. They're angry that that is the longest line in Epcot. I mean, like that I understand, but yeah, still. All right. So here's the next one. Mmm. This was fun, but not at all futuristic. Very obsolete exhibits. None of the stuff on display is modern anymore. It'd be better if they changed it to Transformers Bumblebee Ride or something. Well, number one, Transformers ain't even Disney. Like, that, not even R.I.P., man. Yeah. But <laughs> Yeah. Okay, wait. So, so it has to be Tomorrowland theme. Is that, is it Carousel of Progress? Nope. That was one of my guesses. I would like to see Carousel of Progress turned into a Transformers ride, though. I think that'd be pretty interesting. <laughs> <laughs> that 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 entire show building would need a complete overhaul then if it, they were going to try to do something like that so this one's for megan okay too scared to get on it i have car anxiety but my husband and friend got on it and they loved it oh i have car anxiety mm-hmm. car anxiety the only ride that's literally a car but nothing's but the, the then the first review wouldn't make any sense because this is what's on display is not futuristic at all. I mean, no, it is. Do you know what I mean? Like I'm getting I'm getting confused now. Do you want to pass or do you want to give it a shot? I'll give it a shot. Tomorrowland Speedway. No, that'll be incorrect. <laughs> one last one before you uh, before you let us know what it is. World of Motion was better. This is too industrial, lacks imagination, and 65 miles per hour is hardly thrilling. Radiator Springs Racers at Disneyland oh. is better use of ride technology. Yeah, it's it's test track. Did you know that? Did you know that after the second one? After after the second one, yes, because that's the only that's the only car like actual car like oh and on display oh thing oh my god I'm is because yeah. it goes through and it tests <laughs> out all the old um like your traction and you going through so it's like you're test driving a car and it it's supposed to be very like futuristic with like the lighting and whatnot it's honestly not my favorite redo of the ride so like i get it and i think but i think the term of like different show scenes or like museum because they said it was a museum in the first one right or things were on display things were on display i was just like nothing's like actually on display so i thought it was an omni mover ride so Goodness. Okay, this is turning out way harder than I expected. This is the last one. And whose turn is it? I think it's me now again. It's you. Okay, great. Yeah. Here we go. Terrible. <laughs> I love it. it just starts with terrible. Terrible. Avoid at all costs. So much potential. But they introduced some little fluttering character that had absolutely nothing to do with the original franchise. And it was distracting and completely annoying. Really disappointed. So do not, capital not, wait in line. Although there wasn't much in the line which should have been a clue for the show. Terrible. So disappointed. I know what it is. Is uh, I hear show, so I'm going with it's tough to be a bug. Nope. Let me read one more, and we'll give Danielle a shot. I already know what it is. <laughs> Ter- <laughs> this, one, this one starts off terrifying. <laughs> I, I got up from sleep and was almost trampled by a big brown furry animal. Sick to my stomach. Oh, now I know what it is. <laughs> he smelled like fried fish. His breath was almost as bad as mine. Then when I told the cast member about my bad experience, they pointed and laughed. How rude. I pointed back. Bad ride. I pointed back. It's not even a ride. It's Muppet Vision 3D. It is. It is. is. And, okay, number one, 
Okay, the the little fluttery guy, his name is Waldo, the spirit of 3D, okay? So yes, he is kind of annoying and totally understandable. However, <laughs> he is on all of the representation of the Muppet merch because he was created specifically for the attraction, right? And number two, you're not even close to Sweetums. And if you're in the front row, he can't even breathe on you. Yeah, he's like way... He's in a roped off section. He, he's completely yeah. in the front of the attraction. Yeah. They're wrong. They're, they're out of all the reviews. They are the most wrong. <laughs> That's the problem with reviews. Sometimes people have a bad experience and want to share the bad experiences. But I feel like we're not having enough people with great experiences reviewing things. So if you are at home or you're remembering a great experience you had on a ride or an attraction, feel free to go back after the fact and write some positive reviews for and things. Because we've got to yes. cancel out these negative people as well. Which yeah. is crazy. Again, there's no context or anything like that. You're not actually benefiting to the conversation. You're just making noise to make noise, which is ridiculous. But that's yeah. usually the case, though. You know, it's like they want their voice to be heard when something when they have a negative experience. So if you ever have a positive experience, it's because this usually doesn't happen. It's really sad. But yeah, write a review. That's. I mean, I should probably be going right. and doing that sometimes. Yeah. Write a good review for us. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Or for uh, Yes, make a review for us here at the Disney Countdown Podcast. Yes, um, and for us, us. And again, again, leave comments, all that other good stuff, what we're talking about. And definitely leave a comment if you were already knowing all the answers to the game, because we were definitely slacking here and definitely overthinking them. So let us know. I feel and like a lot of people, yeah, I feel like a lot of people are going to be screaming at me specifically because I have been so bad. No, no, no. I should have known. I'm. It's my coast you over here. Know. I barely, maybe after like the second or third review, but it took me a hot second. Uh, that was, yeah, that was a good game, Chris. I really appreciate that. That was a good one. Good, good, good. We'll bring that game back when we do all the best attractions over on the West Coast, so... Oh, I like it. That's a great idea. Great idea. Yes. Yes. Us West Coast fam. But yes, if you guys ever want to leave a review on our show and what you're listening to, we would love, we would love to see it. We do read them. And of course we will shout you out at some point during the show. And speaking of shout outs, we want to mention real quick, our lovely Patreons, Jenny and Liz. Yeah. Thank you so much for being part of our Patreon page. We'll be having more content for you on the Patreon. So thank you, Jenny and Liz for joining. I do believe our exclusive episode of our music one from a couple of weeks ago for our 11 through 15 yes, that should songs. already be live on the patreon so as soon as you join you should be able to go on over there and hear and listen to an extended version of all that good stuff yeah 11 through 15 and then some i think we even mentioned 16 and 17 we kind of did. did we went on a tangent <laughs> yeah. with that one we did we did i like forgot songs that i needed needed to add Megan, I think it's time we go ahead and we jump on into it and we talk about Walt Disney World attractions that are our top 10. 10 through 6? Six. 6 through, through 10? Six. Let's do it. And I, Megan, I'll have you start this off, but I do feel like we need to kind of explain to people that when we talk attractions, right, we are not talking about just a, a actual moving ride right so here at the disney parks uh, across across the globe an attraction it can be anything from a show to a meet and greet to a actual ride whether it be a slow moving ride or a roller coaster so the uh the spectrum is very very large so i think our list is going to cover a little bit of everything in that spectrum right yours will oh. <laughs> <laughs> 
yes. Mine are mine are moving attractions. Yes. Mine are okay. Red. I'm right. I'm ride centric. Sorry. No, 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 no. That is, it's totally. But that that shows are different personalities. So to explain some of that also, uh, for myself, I am not a big roller coaster girly. Like I do not like dropping sensation rides. So that rules out like Tower Tear, all that other stuff for me. So some uh, attractions that show up on Megan's list will definitely probably not show up on my list because she she is the roller coaster girly. Yes, I'm the thrill ride girl. Yes, we are just having all representation in this in this podcast is what we are Again, doing. that's what makes it so like, makes it work so well, Danielle. Exactly. We're just we're yin and yang. We're like we we complete each other. Yes, I love that so much. So, yeah, you want to jump right in? I think you should start us off. You go ahead and say what is your number 10 when it comes to Disney World attractions? My number 10. I had so much fun making this list, by the way, y'all. It was just, ugh, I was so giddy putting all my rides in my top 10. Did you have to look up my Disney experience and see the full list of all attractions? Because I had to do that. No, I didn't. I had to. Exactly. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) But that's the thing. So uh, that's why, you know, I, I, I picked the rides that I love. Um, unfortunately, I'm just going to get it out of the way right now. There are no shows in my list. I apologize. I'm not a Carousel Progress person. So again, this is this is the land person coming over to world. Yes. Sorry, Danielle. It's okay. Um, so, <laughs> so my number 10 is going to be actually a ride that we do have over here, but I love over in world and that's Big Thunder Mountain Railroad. I since I was nine years old, since my first trip to Disney World, I have always loved Big Thunder in Magic Kingdom. I thought it was so much fun. I love that it was by the water. And I just I thought the track itself was really cool. It was, it's very different from ours. And the last time I went on it back in February, it was one of our last rides of the night, right? Mm-hmm. So it was like 11 o'clock at night. And it was dark. Like that ride is dark over there, which I thought was so fun because you can't see a turn for, for to save your life. Right. So I was literally being thrown back and forth across my seat, just like flailing everywhere. And because I, I have no idea what the, you know, where the turns are on that ride. I go, you know, once every two years to Magic Kingdom. So right. it was just it was such a good time. And I, I just I love the, the little elements that you have over there on your big thunder um from the goat to like the little geysers that come up we don't have those so i just love the little discrepancies and that's why it got into my top 10 so big thunder mountain railroads my number 10 you know what megan i we there are moments where we are very much in sync because as i'm looking at my list my 10 is also big thunder mountain here at walt disney World. stop it <laughs> Shut up. No way. Yes. Yes. Because again, I'm not a big drop sensation girly. So one of the first roller coasters I did go on was actually Big Thunder because there's no major hills. It is a lot of turns and a lot of just speedy turns and whatnot. And just very like tiny, like, whoa, like hills. So I hope you got the representation with that voice effect. The whoa, that's that's what it is. (laughs) And I, I will say there are some there's some major differences to Picking off what you were talking about, there are major differences between our Big Thunder Mountain and your Big Thunder Mountain uh, location theming. Like I, your your theming is entirely different. Ours ties into our queue line, even ties into Society of the Explorers of Adventures, which is a history tidbit for uh, something else. Your, does y'all's tie into that storyline? I don't, I don't think so. I, don't I have think to look so. that up, but I don't think so. Okay. I think ours does. And that again, that'll be a history t- tidbit for another time. I'll go into great detail about all of that because I have to make sure I have my, my uh, facts correct on that. Um, but uh, the the turns, I remember you getting off the ride because we, I was sitting, I think, behind you guys. 
on this attraction. Yes. We, we were there in Magic Kingdom. and That's right. Yes, you were with us. Oh, my God. Yes. Sorry. I'm no, it's okay. Yes, we were but with us. We, we, group. Yeah. we were there, and it was so funny to hear you get off the attraction, and you were just like, oh, my goodness. We went the opposite direction because where you guys turn right into the ride, where you guys like look at the goat and it creates that like more in- intense effect. The G effect. Yeah. And our our turn is in the opposite direction of the goat, so it doesn't help you at all. No, and you have way more left turns than we do. Disneyland yes. loves their right turns, but you guys have a lot of left turns. So I was unaware of that, and I just kept getting flung to the left side when I was expecting the right. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> it was great. See, yeah. I, okay, I'm proud of us, Megan. We are synced up on one of the uh, our top ten. That's so exciting! What a great way to kick off our list. Yes, That's awesome. <laughs> well, okay, what's your what's so your number nine then? My number nine, and we have already mentioned this ride today. It is Frozen Ever After, and the reason for that is I just I do as much as I love Frozen. I think that this ride. I don't. I love the. I love the flow of it, and obviously singing "Let It Go" at the top of your lungs when you're like being like flung backwards in the boat from you know Elsa and her like met her um, snow palace or ice palace. I think that's so much fun, and the little the drop and everything. I so I also I never did Maelstrom when it was there. Mm-hmm. I was I was there in Epcot when when that was the ride, but I never got to do it. So um. I just, I, that's why Frozen Ever After for me is like the first ride I ever went on in the Norway Pavilion. Um, so yeah, I, I love it. My mom loves it. It's my, it's my mom's favorite ride at Epcot. She's a big fan of that one. So, um, I love yeah, that. That's I, my, that's my number nine. I think it's funny. Your, your mom's not the only one. Like there's a couple other people, especially out of towners that are not here locally to Florida. Cause of course, a lot of the Floridians and the OG Epcot babies we've grew up with, uh, Maelstrom. And, uh, yes. but for the moms that come and they experience Frozen, they are, they're all like, oh, that was such a cute ride. And that was adorable. <laughs> and, uh, where usually in that same motion where you're talking about Elsa like throwing up her hands and you go backwards a little bit and whatnot. Well, uh, depending on who I'm with, we'll all scream what the trolls would say at that point of the attraction because it used to be a three-headed troll that would come out of the water and it would curse you and he would say, back, back, over the falls. And so depending on who I'm with, when Elsa's singing, let it go, we're all screaming, back back over the falls and i just love the contrast so much but of course if we're with people that are experiencing the attraction for the first time we won't do that unless we have Mm -hmm. filled up a whole uh basically a party barge um going down with with your group with our with our specific group we we try to be very conscious of the people around us yes 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 good well that's oh that's so fun oh my gosh all right what is your number nine mine hold on double checking my list is actually it's actually a couple pavilions over from yours it is a grand fiesta tour starring the three caballeros i love that ride yeah it it is so fun and i so i was torn because i did want to represent like a epcot uh i don't have a lot of the epcot attractions actually making my top 10 this is one of the few that actually do make my top 10 and grand fiesta tour is just so fun it's so relaxing there's hardly ever a ride for it unless all of a sudden it starts line. raining and everybody hides in the pavilion um and because you you went on that attraction when you were here visiting us right i did i've been on it twice now the first time i went on it was in 2022 january 2022 and i cannot mm-hmm. believe that it took me that long to go on that that ride 
but I loved it. Well, and do you know, um, I don't know if you were, I was with you on this attraction, but the uh, three, uh, animatronics at the very end of the, of the experience, right? Yeah. Did I tell yeah, you about they were them? working. Yeah. Yes. So be, uh, for those that aren't aware, at the end of uh, Three Caballeros, uh, this attraction in the Mexico Pavilion of Epcot, there are three animatronics of uh, Donald Duck, Jose, and uh, Panchito. And they are standing there and they're playing instruments and they're talking to you. Well, those animatronics are recycled from a opening day attraction in Magic Kingdom in 1971, which was Mickey Mouse's review. And they sang the Three Caballeros song well that attraction that went over to uh tokyo disney for the opening of tokyo and then the attraction was eventually discontinued and they split up all the animatronics well those three animatronics ended up being well basically reskinned and uh refluffed and refeathered and recostumed and they were recycled and put into the grand fiesta tour because originally it was just a screen that just had a video of them playing it is so cool now to see the animatronic element added in and that's been I say it's been recent, but it's actually probably been a couple years now, within the past 10 years, that those animatronics came over here. And it's a fantastic addition. I love that it, so much. They're so cute. They're they're so they're so cute. And the first time I went on it, unfortunately, they were being worked on. So they had um, like cardboard cutouts of them in their uh, spots. Well, at least you didn't see uh, Bush Donald. Have you, did no, you ever see no, the memes see of Bush Donald? No, I, I don't think I did. What is it? So there was a was time. Was just like a, a shape of a bush? No, it was literally, a, a it was a potted plant, a fake potted plant bush that they put a little like serape on and a little, his little uh, sombrero and they just stuck them on there. So Jose and Panchito were just hanging out doing their thing. And there was a random bush where Donald <laughs> Duck was. And there was a video and it went viral. Now this was a couple years ago, but it went viral and it still trends every once in a while just randomly on the internet of like this was a thing that we did and then so eventually they were both taken they were all taken down and that's where the cardboard cutouts came in and then they were all fixed and working again and that's why they are back it was a thing look at the picture it was it was a hot time it was crazy yeah i gotta look that up that's so funny oh my gosh bush donald that's great <sighs> you know but i love that ride and i love that choice yay okay yes. Amazing. Well, what's your number eight, Miss Megan? My number eight. This is going to be definitely not on your list, Danielle. Um, (laughs) It's it's one of my one of my favorites, but I have to be on an empty stomach when I ride this. It is Rock and Roller Coaster over in Disney's Hollywood Studios. An attraction I do not ride. I was going to say that's got that can't be on your list. There's no way (laughs) I I just, I mean, I love roller coasters and this, the indoor roller coaster, this was one when, again, when I was nine years old, me and my brother would go on it time and time again. I think we rode it at least like seven times over the course of our trip on our first trip ever, just because we were such big roller coaster fans. And, you know, with the whole Aerosmith element, like it's, it is rock and roller coaster with Aerosmith. Oh, yeah. um, the fact that it's indoors, you can kind of see things because the lights are like kind of illuminating the tracks, but you also can't because it's like, it's a dark ride. Um, I just love it. The launch is so much fun. As as a roller coaster junkie myself, it is one of the best that I've been on. So that's why it is at my number eight spot. 
There you mm-hmm. go. And I do that that attraction here yeah. recently, actually just a couple months ago, has just reopened. It did go through a little bit of a refresh. So meaning that the dark Oh did it? Okay. Yeah, the dark inside elements uh were the neon parts were repainted. So when you go zipping through the donut sign or whatever it is, uh that mm-hmm. you actually can see a little bit better. Um not that okay. I would actually see it. I would have my eyes closed <laughs> the entire time and I'd just be screaming my head <laughs> off. It's fine. Yep. Yep. Gotcha. Well, that's cool. I'm glad it got a little revamp. That's nice. Uh, yeah. Just a little bit. Just a little bit cleaning up. A little, a little housekeeping done. Mm-hmm. Nothing very crazy. Nice, very nice. Well, for my number eight. Now, I got to say, when I was making this list, uh, I, unlike you, you knew off the top of your head, I did have to go into my Disney experience and make this full list and really like decide, okay, what what are my attractions that I have to go on whenever I go into that like park like what is something i definitely have to do what's something i'm like i love this but i don't have to do it kind of thing right yep so uh, this this list it, it it fluctuates depending on my mood it also fluctuates depending on the time of year but as of right now i would say my number eight is going to be uh, you know it's gonna be the tomorrowland transit authority people mover it's that's hey. <laughs> And I, you know, I went on this attraction when we were in Magic Kingdom and a lot of people, they don't, a lot of people are just like, why is this here? Like, and I, I, exactly. I'm like, you guys have no idea what you're talking about. This is a icon. She is a legend and she is the moment. Like (laughs) she is the moment. She She is is the moment. moment. She literally, you could just, you, ah, I can't even say enough about that ride. She is the glue that is holding Tomorrowland together. Really, though, honestly, and that it's something that we wish we still had on the West Coast. It's been gone for so long, but I think I'm, maybe I'm just jealous of Magic Kingdom, but I love People Mover. It, it is just a fantastic Omnimover ride. Well, I, I guess it's a version of an Omnimover ride, but it uh, you just sit down, you just go around, and it's literally the transit authority around Tomorrowland where you're just relaxing, you're going in and out of show buildings. Uh, when I was there the other day, you do go inside our Space Mountain, and when you uh, when we passed by it, Space Mountain had uh, evac'd, so it was it was closed, so all the lights up. were on inside. Yeah, and honestly, it's more frightening when you do see it that way because you realize how like close the bars are and stuff like that and it's so cool to see but also very terrifying at the same time and that's why i look at my family members and i'm like yeah that ride there uh, that's why i don't ride that ride i do not ride the space of the mountains uh because i can see it from here and i do just fine so (laughs) (laughs) yeah those bars be a little a little too low for my liking good good (laughs) too close to each other (laughs) oh my goodness uh i love your choice danielle yes thank you Gosh, I love People Mover. That is a must ride every time I'm at Walt Disney World. I don't, I will specifically purchase a ticket for Magic Kingdom to ride People Mover. It's, it's a just... great break. If for, get in the AC for a little bit, just get, have a little bit of motion going, lift your legs up. Oh, fantastic. Or just, yeah, I, I love it at nighttime too, as one of like the last rides of the evening. I yes. was seeing the castle at night. Oh, I love it. Yes. And Tron, obviously. Tron lit up is really cool too. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Nice, nice. Okay. Well, what's your number seven then? Number seven. Number seven. And I have reasoning for this. Um, it my number seven is test track. And I know some people are gonna come for me because they'll be like, test track is so overrated, that's not even a good ride. What are you talking about? The old one's better. And I will admit that the old one, I prefer the older version of test track more, like 
just for the nostalgia element. Um, the reason I put it over Rock and Roller Coaster is because I personally love the the different things that the car does throughout the ride. I love the testing of the mm. car. I think that's a really fun. The thing I think it's just people a fun... were complaining about in the game that we yeah, exactly, <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. The thing that people were making like putting the one star reviews for. Oh my god, I love. Um, and again, I do miss the old test track because I'm going back to, of course, my first visit. Me and my brother would. Mm-hmm. That's that is one of the rides that we went back to a lot because we loved the testing element. We would always giggle and stuff as it was like moving back and forth through like the rocks and through the mountains and the rain and everything so um and i obviously i love i'm a big launch person myself so when a roller coaster or a ride launches i love it and the speed that test track gets to is like just so fun i I know it's for only a short time but it does get up to i think it's 65 miles an hour or around Mm -hmm. there and so i'm I'm a speed demon so i i love me some uh some test track when it launches and goes outside i just yeah, I, that that ride has a, a special place near and dear to my heart. So that's why it is at seven. Now, for those that are not aware or have not been to Epcot pre the uh, revamp, what Megan's talking about is the original theming of Test Track was instead of you, you were testing out a vehicle just like what it is now. But instead, you were actually the test dummy. Right. Yes. So just like those, uh, they would show clips and videos of like the car smashing into each other and then the test dummy just like kind of flailing about and whatnot. They had pieces of like, it looked like a garage when you would walk in through the queue line and whatnot. So at the end where that launch point that Megan's talking about, it looked like you were in the test car about to run into a wall and then the wall would suddenly open up and that was the thrill factor. So they took away that like, like, oh, you're going to crash element. And it just, I mean, it still kind of spooks you because it just opens up right there. Uh, but that that was the original theming that Megan is talking about. Thank you for bringing that up, by the way. I forgot to mention that, that, yeah, that was one of the coolest parts of it was that you, it was made to look like you were going to crash into the wall as like a test simulation, but yeah. the walls opened and then you would launch outside. So, yeah. yeah. Thank See, you for bringing that up. <laughs> no, no, no problem. No problem at all. So yeah. now number seven for me... I, I feel like some of my friends are going to be like, Danielle, you're wrong. This needs to be higher up on your list. It is going to be yeah. Kilimanjaro Safaris over at Animal Kingdom. Yeah. I, I am. I, I this is iconic. This is iconic attraction. I know some people are going to be like, no, Danielle, this needs to be in your top five. But as as a as a girly, that Animal Kingdom is not my first park. I, this is a big thing that this even made it into my top 10 because this this attraction is it is basically a giant safari truck and you are going through the basically the savannas and whatnot and you're driving through and you are this is your zoo experience you're seeing all these different animals and this is the one attraction where every time you go on it it's gonna be different right yes yep So some animals may be out. Some of them may be very active. Uh, Some of them might not be active at all. You never know what's going to happen. Maybe a giraffe is just going to go ahead and walk in front of the pathway and just stop. And they can't do anything about it until one of the uh, caretakers comes over and tries to lure them away with some leaves. And that's the only way you can keep moving. Uh, But I'm always so impressed with that attraction and how well it it flows and whatnot. Yes. Oh, it's it. That is Oh, it's such a wonderful attraction, and that's the same thing. I have to do it every time I go to Animal Ki- Animal Kingdom for sure. But Walt Disney World, they try to do it every single time. I do. I do love the safaris. Yeah, absolutely. I was. I think for a lot of people, like if you want, it's 
it's a great ride for all ages. Babies can even go on this ride as long as they stay on your lap, all that other good stuff. So it's something that the entire family can enjoy. It is very easily yes. accessible also for service animals too. They have a way that the service animals can come in and whatnot. Mm -hmm. It is very accessible and very, very cool attraction. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's all. I didn't know service animals could go in. That's really cool. Yeah. As, as long as they, they don't get overly excited by other animals. Yes. <laughs> oh, yes. That's true. Yeah. Awesome. But awesome. Yeah. Now, what what about our number our number six? Well, you know, Danielle, I guess great minds do think alike because Kilimanjaro Safaris is my number six. <laughs> I love. So we were so close, so close. Oh, we again. were so close. I know, I know. So mine almost cracked the top five, but it is at my number six, and I, same reasoning that you put for mm. the safaris. It's just it's different every time, but you you're basically guaranteed to see so many amazing animals up close. There isn't one time where I have not felt super satisfied in, in all the animals that we saw walking off that ride. We've oh, yeah. seen giraffes at a six foot distance. Like we've seen I, literally the last time we went on, I was with my boyfriend. My boyfriend, it was his first time at Walt Disney World, and we did Animal Kingdom. And a, a rhino literally was charging at us, like running. His little legs were like running. And we were like, oh, does he want to, is he going to hit the, well, we kept, we kept moving, obviously. And he ran right behind us over to the other side of, of their, uh, where they were, you know, living. And so that was super cool. And they, they, I think he was trying to catch up to another rhino that was over on the other side. And then at one point we've seen like an elephant walking over a bridge, which like even the person who was on our safari, our, um, our safari guide was saying, I've never seen that happen before. And we were literally, we went underneath the elephant as it was walking over us. So that was also super cool. And just, yeah, like we've seen lions like very active out and about. So yeah, that's always a super fun ride. And again, you're guaranteed to see animals at an amazing distance and like right there. So um and yeah, the drivers, that's why it is also... Yes, the drivers and cast members are just so knowledgeable. And I love how yes. they, they're given these facts and they're given these little, like, these tidbits of information. And I love how each one of them likes to focus or makes emphasis on certain things. So I feel like I keep learning new things every single time I'm on this attraction also. All right. So, Danielle, what is your uh, final selection for this episode, number six? Well, my number six is actually going to be one of the first shows. So I so surprisingly enough, I haven't really mentioned a lot of shows in this. Um, and a lot of people, I don't know, are going to have very mixed opinions about this. But this is one of my personal favorites. Um, it is going to be The American Adventure, which is the animatronic show over in the America Pavilion of Epcot. I want. I just want to firstly express my full support for this selection because I also really love this show. Do you really? I See, do. I really do. Yeah. It is so hard for me to find other people that actually like like this show. Or a lot of people think, oh, when they're going around World Showcase, they never take the time to even go and stop in at the show because they're like, well, this is my own country. Why would I go see a show about my own country? And I'm like, well... Obviously, some of you need a history lesson and <laughs> you need to go in and feel so patriotic afterwards and whatnot. The the song now, the song that almost made it into my last episode is uh, Golden Dream, which is the end song for American Adventure that almost made it into my top like 15, 16, and it barely got beaten out. And uh, oh, my gosh, it, it it is such a good abbreviation of American history 
and fantastic storytelling and keeping it very engaging. And it, it kind of gets emotional also at the certain points where, um, especially when it goes into talking about World War II, right? Yeah. And that transition scene and talking about the the only thing we have to fear is fear itself and like the fireside chats and whatnot. I always get a little a little emotional hearing the, the how they did the sound and the storytelling in that piece. I, I love that so much. Yeah. Yeah. No, I was I remember being like very moved by the whole show when um, I, I think I only ever saw it with my mom and on our first trip mid-COVID because Disneyland was still closed Mm -hmm. and we decided to go see it and I was like wow that was really good why haven't we seen that before and uh it's kind of like this um extended upgrade or updated version of our of our Lincoln show the great great moments with Mr. Lincoln and um like with the animatronics all the animatronics that were that are used in that show um so I yeah I really loved it I I definitely got chills Mm -hmm. at one point and I love the I love the song too yeah so and Great I, choice. Uh, thank you. And see, as you mentioned, Mr. Lincoln, I believe it's when you're exiting the Great Moments with Mr. Lincoln in Disneyland, Golden Dream is what's playing. Yes. Yeah. I, I I do think that is the same song. Yeah. That is so great. And then, so uh, when I was there recently and we exited out and I, I was hearing, I was like, oh, Epcot, that makes my heart glad. <laughs> So, yes, if, for those that are listening and if you're planning out your next trip to Walt Disney World, if you have not gone and experienced the American Adventure in the America Pavilion, I highly, highly recommend it. If not, just to go get some AC and to go and relax. But this is a fantastic uh, show that I it is it is an opening year show of Epcot. Also, it's one of the last remaining attractions uh, from October of 1982. So... Uh, to, to, just to go represent Epcot is also a reason why you should go just check it out as well. Oh, I love that, Danielle. That's Thank awesome. y'all. Oh, great choices. Oh my gosh. I'm like so excited about these lists so far. I know. And see, I, I'm feeling a little bit better about it because again, I, with all these lists, I overthink them way too much. Or I, I started thinking too much of like, oh, well, you know, I really like this, but do I actually like go see that attraction every single time I'm in that park and whatnot? So, you know. That is a factor. Again, overthinking it just like how I was overthinking our game. And um, it, it is what and it I, is. <laughs> right, right. I And I do think being a local also has something to do with it because I feel like once we do this list for the West Coast parks, I'm also going to be overthinking my choices mm. a lot. Because for, for me, in, vi- in being a visitor at Walt Disney World, I feel like this list was fairly easy for me. It was way easier than the songs, by the way. Like for me, it's just I could I knocked out all my favorites mm-hmm. and it happened to be. 10 I mean, there might be like 11 or 12 down there that's like oh that could have been in there but me as a visitor being like I, I these are the rides that I have to hit every time mm-hmm. um it was just easy for me to list them out and then number them after that so see yeah, there you go I think that I also see. has a and then my opinions of Disneyland will probably be very very different once we get into those episodes also uh yes yeah, because yeah, your your two cents on that is also going to be different from mine. Also, I think so. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Oh my! But goodness. I love that we had some similarities in ours right I, off the bat. Our first time having a, a couple that were very close and actually lined up with each other. So mm-hmm. that's so cool. I love That's really that. cool. Yeah. Well, 
Megan, is there anything else that we need to talk about before we go ahead and wrap this up and leave them on a cliffhanger to know what our five through one is for next time? In this day and age, I know a lot of people are listening to podcasts every single day. So I'm really excited to announce that we will be releasing the full episodes on YouTube and the link will be included in the episode notes. So be sure to check that out. We will be releasing them on the YouTube, which I'm sure we all visit at some point throughout the day. I know I do. I'm, all, I'm on YouTube What's going to be unfortunate, Megan, is that the Disney podcast is going to see more of us on YouTube than we actually post on YouTube is what's going to end Probably. up happening. <laughs> Probably. Yes. And that's fine. That's fine. YouTube is, is a whole nother monster in itself. It is. For us content creators. So, uh, you know, it's we'll just there eventually. It's just so different with the short form content versus the long form content. And, yeah. you know, but I think this that will be so fun to be able to have these episodes available up there. So you can also listen. You can go back through. And um, I think definitely during the billboard ones um, or even during this last game, when you can go back and actually watch our facial expressions of me just sitting over here just thinking so hard about what the answer is and uh, just you can you can feel free to scream if you need like scream therapy feel free to go back and watch me get all the answers wrong because i feel like that would be that's a really good way to go. let out the anger and frustration yeah yes and definitely <laughs> leave a comment tell us your thoughts if you agree with our top uh our top 10 through 6 and we're gonna keep the list coming and we're gonna keep them going so i think until next time y'all it's it's well megan as well okay wait back up back up it's been a pleasure. T- t- time out pause backing up Back i up. listened to our last podcast episode and yeah. We did an awful job signing off. I did not did. love it. We did. No. It was okay, okay, okay. It was it was rough. So I feel like either we need to either do something new or we need to like redo something entirely or like practice the flow a little bit better. And you know what? It's gonna be trial and error because again, if you force it, it's not gonna be authentic. It's gonna be very uh like rough. Right? Got it. Okay. So, so do I need a longer one or should I just, or I should start with my magical day one because you end on the night. You know what I mean? Yes. Do you sure? Should I start with magical day? I feel like that's what we're getting it wrong. Let's, let's try that again. And then if we breathe, listen to it again and we need to scrap it and do something completely different to represent the two of us, I think we'll go from there. So, or here, even leave a comment, let us know what you think maybe our sign off should be. Should it still be a combination of the two of ours or should it be something entirely different just for the Disney countdown podcast? And cause like, even when I came up with my sign off, it was completely by accident and it was just said it. It stuck. We went with it. So I think we might be having to do the same thing with our sign off for this too, Megan. So, but I think for now, let, let's get it rolling. Let's, uh, you, you okay. take it away. All right. Well, thank you so much for joining us on this week's episode. And until next time, have a magical day. And night, night, sleep tight, dream of churros tonight. Ooh, that was so much smoother. That was much better. I think that, I think that was, okay. So it's the day to the night we got, we, we mixed it up. We'll get it eventually. Night, night, (laughs) y'all.